And so many of us, when we hear the word resilience, we're kind of like, ooh, okay, mental toughness, you know, like what comes to mind? Somebody in the gym <laughs> working really hard, really big muscles, you know, and honestly, can it be both? And can we actually embrace the duality of both feelings that we can be, um, you know, reserved, but we can also be curious after heartbreak? Can we be open, but maybe even skeptical at the same time to a new opportunity or a new love or a new way of of intimacy. Um, and I, I think that a way of even just honing into the different facets of life that many times think it's kind of that one way, but actually they can both live at the same time. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Girl, you have been on freaking fire recently. Holy moly. Talk about a whirlwind life on tour, on a book tour. How is it going? Well, um, you know, I did breathe today. Uh, I, I, did some, <laughs> I did some of my own practices from the book and it has been, it is, yeah, it has been a lot. Thank you for asking that. And you know, I think somebody was asking me in another interview, like, you know, you've done what a lot of people would love to have done in a book launch. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of did it all. So, um, and it's, and it's only because like the messaging that I, that I've like lived through and breathed through and kind of experienced and been on the other side. I think that the mission of that has been so big and, um, and to see it in such a big way, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're doing it. We're giving people permission to actually suck. Uh, we're giving people permission to actually say, hi, I need help. I'm, I'm not really doing okay. Um, and, and doing it in a fun, lighthearted manner that's not like super in your face, which is why I'm so excited to just collab with you on so many levels because I feel like that's, you know, that's what you've been able to build. Um, as that sex chick. And, and also, I think, you know, I think people need that permission that it is going to be messy. It is going to be chaotic. Um, and to be able to do it anyway. Mm, absolutely. So, and, and it was so sweet. I had the fortunate opportunity to be at your book launch party, which I wish I could have stayed all the way until the wee hours of the morning, seeing what other tomfoolery was going to unfold. But it was so special to get to share that evening with you. And I have a really cute video of Jordan getting a nice little squeeze before you went on stage. And, you know, even just going into the book launch party, we were welcomed. And then there was this uh, creation, this, um, activity that we got to do as we walked in, which I don't know how much of this you had to do with, you had to do with, but one side of this activity was to put your, that sucked moment. And then the other side of the activity was for you to write on a piece of paper with your, you know, Polaroid picture was your now what moment. And I, you know, and it's interesting because like a part of me wants to go, okay, I've referenced this now a handful of times. When is it, when is it now time to just like not say anything about the fact that we experienced a miscarriage at the end of last year, but that's what I wrote and that's what's really real. So in the, that sucked, the most recent that sucked for me is that we moved through grief and loss. And mm. so my, that sucked, it was very much like in the moment of this, in the like 
handful and you were one of my support sisters that I was reaching out to and who was checking on me in the midst of all this craziness that you had going on. And so, you know, it was like, I couldn't see the, the positive in the shit. It was like, no, this is just fucked up. And it felt kind of good for me to just give myself that space and that permission. Cause I know so many people, especially in the personal development space that are like, they're so quick to bypass what they're actually feeling and jump straight to what's my lesson. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not ready for the fucking lesson right now. I'm going to just feel this. I'm going to be with this. And so in the process of like really letting myself feel it all the way through, which I have a lot of trust in myself, of course, not to, to dwell there too long. Mm -hmm. Um, the now what is I can look back now several months later and see how this is shaped, how that shaped me on the path already to being an even better future mother than I could have been before. And so my, my, you know, most recent really kind of intense that sucked. Now what I'm, I'm in awe of the human experience. And I'm just so grateful that you have chosen to tell your that sucked moments in the form of this brilliant book that I can't wait to get all 10 of my copies <laughs> at some point. Yes. yes, you did. Thank you so much, love. Yeah. No, and, and I, and I, I, I kind of want to give reverence to what you just shared because, yeah, I mean, miscarriages, I feel like we're, it, it's so easy for us to bypass. And it's so easy for us to, even for you to even bring it up. But like, this is the season of, of where things are at. And I think, for so many of us doing the work, you know, it's like, oh, let me choose, you know, a different frequency of emotion because I'm too afraid that I'm going to attract some low level emotion or people um, that that will really reinforce that. And I kind of want to say, you know, like, let's call bullshit on that because, gosh, toxic positivity was a really big part of my life growing up. And I feel like, you know, even you too, and let's be honest, for a lot of us, there was a time where I wasn't okay with anger. <laughs> I was not okay with rage. I was like, not okay with sadness. And I'm, you know, if you know me personally, like I'm a fucking joyous, like optimistic person. That's who I am through my bones. But I had to make peace with the opposing emotions. And, you know, as we're talking about the journey through motherhood, it didn't honestly come until I actually got postpartum depression um, with my son, where I got the most amount of rage that one could possibly get so much so that you know this optimistic queen who I am like I would make my mother-in-law from India cry and I'm just like wait why am I doing this you know this like inner rebellious teenager would come out and I had nowhere to put those emotions because they were just never meant you know they were never allowed to live anywhere and you know I think for a lot of us too where is that safe place because for me, that safety wasn't at home. And, you know, you have these like crazy memes of crazy mom memes, you know, God forbid you like lose your shit somewhere, but we're not allowed to express and emote in those ways. And this is giving people permission to actually say, yeah, like, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, that sucks. It's not this sucks right now, but to actually give reverence to what actually happened to say, yeah, it was big. You know, you were going through that time that really fucking was awful. And, you know, even the text messages that I sent you, I'm like, yeah, feel it all because all of it is valid. And when you're ready to move from it, you will, and you'll know 
you know, and I think there is probably a, you know, some portion of us who can get stuck in the stuff, who can get addicted to the stuff because maybe it gives them validation or maybe that's how they get, um, you know, attention and, and all those things. But I'm talking about the majority of us who actually bypass, um, but actually to say that the now what can be so much juicier when we're ready for it. Mm. Absolutely. So I'd love to hear, you know, just in the spirit of sharing the suck, um, since I shared a, my most recent suck, I'd love if you uh, want to sprinkle in a little bit of one of your sucky moments recently, followed by the that what? Oh, the God. now what? The now what? Yes. Um, you know, I think my biggest that suck, uh, especially throughout the process of writing the book, and um, I don't know if this audience knows. So I actually started writing this book. This was birthed out of motherhood, right? And I shared with you kind of like my deep, um, my deep, like dark moments of like postpartum depression. And I didn't have it as much or for a longer period of time um, with my second kid. But I actually, when when I was when I when I was born, my daughter, I literally had signed the contract with my, um, I got the book deal two days after she was born. So this literally began the journey of like, holy shit, you know, mama of two and all of the chaos is literally the, the subtitle, how to embrace the joy and chaos by magic. Um, and so I had to really be okay with one, well, how the heck am I going to do this and write this book? Because they gave me six months. Hey, House gave me six months to write it. And I pushed even for more time. Um, and I was like grappling with, wow, this is a great opportunity. But don't they realize that I just gave birth to a newborn? Like, what the heck? Um, and so there was that. So there was like people-pleasing tendencies of like, yep, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to be so good. Like star A, a student, you know. And then also the pushback of like, no, how can they possibly <laughs> expect me to write this in six months? Um, it ended up being like eight months, but still, uh, you know, it, it definitely grappled with some of the sucky moments, some of the actual worthiness. And, um, you know, those wounds that I thought I had like gone through and, and the people pleasing, pleasing tendencies and even then the perfectionism of like, is this so good? Is it good enough? Is it? Like what is actually needing to come through? And so um, Isla was such a big catalyst for me to say, nope, this is what people are getting. And they're getting the raw, real, unfiltered. Um, and to just say, and, and the word that I wanted to come through in this book was, or the, the intention was just unapologetic. Unapologetic and sharing like where I was, all of the messiness. Um because I've had a lot of sucky moments to obviously get here to actually be called the queen of reinvention, the queen of grit, queen of resilience. But I think on the other side of this, um, really connecting the dots of the duality of our emotions. Because there would be times during the season of having my daughter and my son, you know, there was a lot of guilt. There's a lot of mom guilt. Like, how much time am I taking off? Um you know, and, and, uh, like, how do I want this to, to be with, with people? Because, um, was I okay to share? Was I oversharing? And so that was definitely a big moment of, well, actually, I'm, I'm giving people permission to suck. So let me also suck in yeah. this way. 
as well. And, and that has been the constant, um, journey because last week, I mean, I was, we were just in New York, like I, like I shared and, and, you know, you saw we were at, we had the, the billboard. I mean, it was all mm-hmm. things coming to fruition. And I was also guilty because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm taking my kids, you know, it's out in the cold. They're going to be out. And like, what, what business do they have? And like below windshield weather, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone kind of got like cold afterwards. And so you still have a little bit of that mom guilt. And that's still something that, um, I know that I've made peace with, but it still kind of rears its head. It like comes up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, I got to, you know, ground myself and check back in. Um, but yeah, that, that was definitely a, a big suck. And then now what is just kind of the reminder of like, whoa, uh, this is turning into like a movement in and of itself, you know, this, the now what piece, because it's just yeah. so easy um, as a mantra, even just to say, well, that sucks. Now what? Um, yeah. and, and, and to, you know, to allow for a greater next chapter in the evolution of whatever is making its way towards you. Hey, you, just in case you missed it, Jordan and I are enrolling into our signature couples program, couples goals right now. Couples goals is for couples who are committed to their life partner and are willing to show up even, and especially when it's particularly challenging. Couples who sometimes experience difficulty communicating needs, wants, desires, and boundaries both in and out of the bedroom. Couples who want more from their romantic relationship, depth, intimacy, and adventure. Couples who occasionally or often feel their sex life is a little lackluster, monotonous, dull, boring, routine, infrequent, maybe a little too vanilla, or all of the above. It's for couples that at times experience something that they might call a mismatched libido, but are unsure how to really talk about it. It's for couples who are not feeling fully expressed or consistently satisfied, and they deeply desire to be. It's also for couples who have a decent or good overall sex life and relationship, but they want it to be even better. So what do you get in couples goals? Over six weeks, you get tons of play, connection, and transformation. One weekly live two-hour interactive video call with Jordan and I, so six total, and these are so good. Previous attendees have considered it a weekly date night where they knew that they would be challenged to go deeper with one another, leaving, turned on by each other, and what is possible in their life and in their love. It includes one private women's only session as a group and one private men's only session as a group. There's also 24-7 exclusive communication with a private Telegram text thread. And you get priority access to and discounts on future sex and love co-offerings, including the Couples Goals in-person retreat in Austin, Texas. And as a bonus, you get our signature self-paced course, Sex and Love Academy. It's an incredible resource that you can refer back to over and over again to ensure that the amazing work that you put in during your time in Couples Goals continues way beyond our time together. Sessions start soon, so if you want to be seen, felt, heard, and understood in your relationship like never before, join us. Let Jordan and I hold you both as you explore uncharted territories with one another. Your life and your love will be forever transformed. For more info, check the link in the show notes. Absolutely. It, it is so real for so many people. And just when I think a person gets through, or let me, I'll just own it for myself. Just when I'm like, wow, life's really good right now. It's kind of coasting. Of course, I have to do my best not to like 
then in that awareness, like try to hold on to it as tight as I possibly can and go, nothing change, nothing move. Don't blink. Don't breathe too hard. Just coast here for a little minute. But you know, that's just not the way life is lived for so many people. It's lived by a series of sucky moments that bring so much perspective that way in the, it makes sense looking backwards kind of thing. It's only forward. Do you realize that that perspective is how you can feel such happiness and feel the, you know, the expansion of joy, the expansiveness of joy and beyond. And so it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, a person who in it, it's not for the faint of heart, a life well lived. It's filled with these things. And I think, um, one of the things that you highlight in the book is, is the bounce back factor. How quickly can you bounce back from having one of the sucky life moments happen? You know, mm-hmm. and that last time I checked, I'm like, it's, it's not like you can just go, oh, I, you know what? I think I'm due for a little grief today. <laughs> let me just open up the grief box and yeah, uh, yeah. let me do the work there. Yeah. 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 No. And, and as, as you point out, like the, the second part of the book is literally uh, the invitation to strengthen, to cultivate. And, and, you know, when we're cultivating something, we're actually laying the groundwork. We're actually going slow. We're actually, you know, tending to the seeds. We're tending to the, the ground and we're actually taking our time. And that's what the cultivation of, um, you know, your bounce factor, what I talk about in the book. And it was actually inspired because I think so much and so many of us, when we hear the word resilience, we're kind of like, ooh, okay, mental toughness, you know, like what comes to mind? Uh, you know, somebody in the gym <laughs> working really hard, really big muscles, you know, yeah. um, and, and honestly, you know, can it be both? And can we actually embrace the duality of both feelings that we can be, um, you know, reserved, but we can also be curious after heartbreak? Can we be, you know, open, but maybe even skeptical at the same time to a new opportunity or a new love or a new way of of intimacy? Um, And I I think that like that kind of something, um, uh, a way of even just honing into the different facets of life that many times, you know, we think it's kind of that one way, but actually there's, they, they can both live at the same time. And honestly, I didn't really understand what that truly, truly meant until I got to the other side of, you know, growing up with a lot of chaos, with a lot of just survivor mode, surviving through a lot of what I had been through, and then getting to the other side of like motherhood and a new love after divorce. Um, to really actually say, oh, okay, yeah, there are these four pillars that I talk about. And the first one is, you know, really making peace with the way that you were brought up and raised your upbringing. Like that's number one. So can you make peace? Because a lot of times, you know, it's so easy to uh, create a re-identify or just like completely shift your identity and forget kind of like what I tried to do in my early 20s or throughout my 20s, just forget what I'd been through. And because it was too dark, it was too painful, it was too hot, like tough in so many ways in such a big capacity. And when I tried to reinvent myself, focusing on, you know, all the successes and all of the things that I did in traditional trappings, conventional ways of living as a cosmetic dentist, I'm like, ooh, that's not going to work either. Um, But we have to make peace with how we were raised. What were some of those things that we were denying, denying in our humanity that actually has contributed to where we are? So that's the first step. The second step is what we 
pretty much been alluding to the entire time, which is strengthening your emotional capacity, your capacity to feel. And, you know, as they say, we've got to feel to heal. And, you know, even when you started, Alexa, you know, sharing just your most intimate thoughts of, you know, what you've just recently gone through, that's that emotional capacity. That's that second pillar. And that's the pillar most people gloss over, especially in this world where we've done a lot of the work and we're like, no, I'm not going to choose that emotion, but how do you really feel? And I love when we're in these kinds of circles and we're asking people, you know, some people are like, yeah, I'm really moving through X, Y, and Z. And then some people are like, yeah, that was interesting, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of on the other side, but what was interesting about it? Um, what was the actual emotion behind the interest? Uh, and so I think that, you know, so that's part two and part three is taking a look and taking stock of your current environment. And that's the relationship, the community that you have. Um, you know, if you are in a phase where you're transitioning in life, either out of love or a job or um, maybe different financial lows, how are you are, how are you supported and, and who is actually in that container with you? Are you asking for help? Are you getting professional help? Are you actually going to different, you know, events? that you can meet other people that can meet you where you're at right now and evoking that sense of what I like to call good stress. And good stress is actually, you know, can be ways where we can like rewire certain brain patterns uh, to allow us to what we're actually calling, you know, forth in our life in this next new chapter. And then the final part of this, and I think for so many of us, um, it's so important is that RSA, it's your radical self-awareness. And that radical self-awareness to actually know, ooh, this is really good for me right now. Or, you know, kind of like going back to where we started. Yeah, I don't think I'm over it yet. And that's okay. And I want to honor that. And, you know, to not be on anybody else's timeline, but yourself. But that takes trust. That takes trust knowing that okay, I'm feeling this, you know, gut instinct, I'm feeling this intuition calling me to slow down, calling me to say no, calling me to just stop. Um, so all of those four parts cultivate your bounce factor. Sex and Love Co. is officially back in bed with Yoni Pleasure Palace. We really are a match made in heaven. YPP continuously amazes me. Once a company known for their Yoni eggs and crystal pleasure wands, they have grown into a truly remarkable brand with many services and additional products like glass, steel, and wood pleasure tools for those of you who like a more natural element in your toy collection, as well as waterproof sex blankets. You know, that's one of my faves. Yoni steam herbs and stools strap-on harnesses, specialty vibrators, anal toys and prostate massagers, water and oil-based lubricants, breast massage oil, menstrual products, and so much more. If you can believe, I have quite a collection of things that fall under the category of adult products. By far, the most impressive part of my collection are the items I have by Yoni Pleasure Palace. Every purchase I make or gift that I give from YPP has an element of sacredness to it, and that truly takes them above and beyond any other brand I've tried or that I've worked with. I've got great news, my love. With our recent recommitment and partnership, Yoni Pleasure Palace has increased my code, that sex chick, from taking 10% off of your order to 15% off your entire YPP purchase. Hell yes. So 
head to the link in the show notes to add Yoni Pleasure Palace to your collection. And don't forget to use the promo code ThatSexChick at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Oh, it's so good in the way that you're able to break it down and it's so relatively easy to understand or simple in its explanation. Now, of course, not necessarily easy in execution. Um, so I have a couple questions here and thank you for this, Nita. Um, I have a couple questions here and one of them is for the people, and I know I have some people in my life. Most of, most of the people that I know that are in this category are from back home that mm. might wallow and dwell in the suck. So they like to simmer and swim in that suck. Yeah. And you know what? That's, they will possibly never really cultivate that RSA that you mentioned. So that, you know, they, they might not ever know the effect that them wallowing in it because they're getting something from it. Um, and so they may not ever really know that. Um, but what about the people that maybe are, they're, they're like uncomfortable in it. They want the, they want the next level of self-awareness. They want to essentially stop being a victim to their circumstances, but have really no way to bridge the gap between, let's say, victim to victor. So how do they, how do they you know, what, what would be your expertise sprinkled on here? Your, your sucky moment, uh, triumphant combination expertise. What, what would you say to them? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So the first step is literally, we've got to get out of our head. Um, when we're in our head, kind of getting addicted to the suck or getting addicted to how we're even, we're judging our emotion. We're judging the fact that, Oh my gosh, that thing happened again. Oh gosh, I'm just, I'm not, not equipped for it. We go in that spiral, you know, the pity party of one. We've all had that. We've all had that girlfriend who's like, ah, you know, I'm never going to find love again. And, you know, I can't believe I keep picking, you know, terrible people. And we're kind of like, well, all right, well, did you have any part in that? Um, and so it's easy to poke fun at that girlfriend who you know and you love that's constantly picking the bad apples. Um, but it, it, it starts with personal responsibility. And, you know, how do we take personal responsibility? Well, it is paying attention to how we are interacting with other people. And, and this is where I say start with that good stress. Start with doing the opposite. Okay, you know, and this is the easiest example I can give. You know, you have kind of, you get triggered because you're in a relationship and, you know, said person is talking to somebody that you're kind of like, oh, um, you know, a twinge of jealousy is coming up. What would the old person do? Would the old person or old version of you start texting terribly and accusing them and saying, oh my gosh, how could you? And what would a new version of you do? Would you actually take a moment, honor the way that you feel and actually say, oh, wow, okay, I'm not going to get reactive. I'm not going to blow up somebody's phone. I'm actually going to sit in the suck. And it sucks to sit in something and feeling uncomfortable. Um, and in part three of the book, there's actually a five-step process that I take you through to fly forward from the suck. And I'm actually fast forwarding to this rising stage because when you're in the rising stage it is uncomfortable when you're choosing something new it is uncomfortable you're going to feel it because you've never done it before your brain wants familiarity that's why we stay stuck in suck and we kind of do some of those things that those same patterns over and over again 
because it feels familiar. Um, but to try to go and do something new will require courage. It will require bravery. It will require you to lean in, get dirty, get messy. And it's not going to be clean. It's not going to be perfect. You're probably going to make some mistakes and that's okay. And also to have compassion for yourself and really accept your own humanity and saying, okay, wow, I'm, I'm doing this. It's not what I normally would do. And I know that I could probably be better, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it this way and I'm going to keep going because that is you cultivating a new sense of yourself. And in that you're already firing new brainwaves and you're already starting to develop that RSA because you're asking yourself, you're, 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 you're building the sense of inquisition for you instead of judging the other side and judging yourself. That's you know, what we're trying to kind of clear with, and we're trying to invite more of the acceptance for where you're at so that you can dive into those uncomfortable feelings. Mm. Yes. And something tells me, Nita, that you have beyond just conceptual, you know, this is what you need to do, or this is the, the concept of sitting with the emotion, all of that. Something tells me uh, that you might have an exercise for this or an embodiment practice that can bring it all together so that someone who's currently in the suck uh, can be able to potentially sit with it and move through it. Oh yeah. Am I right? Oh, you are so right. And, and (laughs) if you're watching this right now, you could actually see um, basically it starts on page 138. And um, I love this practice so much. I've actually done it in, in various different workshops around the world. And I think that I am, I'm going to keep it so simple, but you could actually create it and add on to it, whatever flavor you wish. But it's something that I I honestly wish I had um, growing up the permission to actually not judge myself for allowing yourself to feel and allowing yourself to embrace the full suckiness of what sucks. And the first step that we need to do in your embodiment practice is when you notice that there is this urge, when you notice that, oh my gosh, this feeling of rage or this feeling of this overwhelming feeling of anxiety or overwhelm or maybe sadness, grief is coming up. Okay. Have an anchor. And the first part of the anchor, and this is 139 if you actually have the book, you can get it at that'snocknowwhat.com. Um, but anchor the sock. And all you have to do is you say it out loud. Say out loud, that sucks. Now what? Super easy. Pick whatever mantra or, okay, I, I got this. I got this. You got this. And you want to embrace where you're feeling kind of these big sensations. A lot of times for most of us, I don't know about you, Alexa, like I'll clench my teeth mm-hmm. or, you know, we'll, we'll have these like our shoulders like go up to our ears and we're like, ah, I can't, you know, something bad happened and you're like, I can't control it. Um, notice where you feel that Do you clench your fist. Do you like, you know, does your, does your temples, do they get tight? Do you have a headache? Um, do you feel it in your tummy where you feel like those knots because you're, you're feeling anxious? Where do you feel that in your body? You know, notice uh, an easy example of this is put your hand over your heart. When we put our hand over our heart, we could actually connect back to our body. It's that mind body connection. And it's actually dropping ourselves from thinking and ruminating and going into our pity party of one to then our heart to say, okay, wow, I got this or that stuff now what? And we're connecting back to our body so that we could actually breathe and notice where we're breathing. 
most of the time we'll probably be breathing, you know, shallow in our chest. But we want to actually, you know, go in our belly and, and breathe and allow for the oxygen to come through so that we're not kind of stuck in our mental body here in our head. And then the second part to this is to feel the stuff, to actually acknowledge, well, I am feeling defeated right now. I'm feeling jealous right now. I'm feeling really angry right now. Many times the thought and the awareness, the RSA comes just from that step, comes from just saying and releasing the pressure, the pressure valve of thinking all of these things and now to then say it out loud, you've already released a ton of pressure. And then step three is to tap into the suck. So this is where it gets juicy. This is where it gets fun. You can play whatever song that you have that is ridiculous, that is fun. Have a playlist handy. This is so important, whether you shamanically shake or whether you like tap into, you know, 90s R&B hip hop. Or maybe you were, you know, a, a, a heavy metal kid growing up and you have one of those. I have, uh, you know, Dinosaur Dance by Cats and Boots because it's ridiculous. And it's EDM music. You like this, Alexa. Your kids will like it. Uh, it's EDM music for, for, for toddlers and dinosaurs. Oh, great. Um, somebody was thinking well ahead of their time. And so you want to move this up, whether you're dancing, you're stomping, and you're stomping that out, but you're actually engaging. You're not sitting on the couch and like, ruminating and, and like holding things in but you're actually getting up you're changing your environment and then we get into basically transforming the sock and this could look like you know belly laughing so at this point if you're doing this with kids or if you're doing this with your partner you're probably giggling because it kind of is ridiculous um and that's where you're giggling you're laughing and you're activating your vagus nerve and when we're activating our vagus nerve we're allowing ourselves in our nervous systems to actually decompress and to actually say, oh, wow, yeah, that sucks. But I kind of feel better that I released that. Um, you know, some of you might allow and release a moan, a groan, a scream if you need to while you're moving the sock. Um, and that's totally open and, and up to you. I've done this in many different ways. And then finally, we want to breathe and integrate the sock. Breathe. And, and maybe it's just like three belly breaths where you're just going... And you want to do that three times just to ground yourself. But that's your emotional embodiment practice. That's where you are able to kind of, you know, move through something in a span of, you know, five to 10 minutes. And some people do it as, as, as little as, as one minute as well. Right. And it's super powerful. But you and, and to highlight the words emotional embodiment, meaning you're going to run the emotions and feel them inside of your body versus, like you said, keeping them in your mind or distracting yourself, whatever the distraction could look like distraction by staying too much into the victim side of of the sucky part or quickly bypassing over into the well, I'm just going to look for all the positivity that that, you know, and kind of bypassing what that is. So this is an opportunity for you to feel. I like to use the term I, I want you know, for myself and for my clients to feel their emotions all the way through and get on the other side of them. And then once we, you know, when I say on the other side, there still might be more layers that they get to revisit, but let's at least not be afraid to, of who they will become when they feel all the way through their emotions. You know, mm -hmm. I think some people get a little bit fearful of like, well, if I feel this rage all the way, if I feel it, if I allow myself to acknowledge it and feel it, who will I become? I won't be able to trust myself. I'll be out of control. People will reject me. I won't get love. There's all these fears that go through it. But I think if you have these little embodiment practices that are really purely for you, 
then it's up to you not to reject yourself. It's up to you not to abandon yourself. It's up to you not to judge yourself. It's up to you by the end of it to hold yourself and breathe and say, we got this. You've got this. Now, what do we want to do? You know, and, and I ask myself that all the time. I'm like, now what do you want to do? And, and, you know, especially in, in my recent stock where I'm like, you know what? You want to go curl up with a fantasy book on your daybed and you want to read for a couple of hours just because you want to, you know? And I mean, I guess I, I am afforded that opportunity now because I am not a mom of two, um, but I'll have my own version of that. And I hope that I have my own version of that, you know, whenever it is our time to, to have a family and my version of sucking and what I'm going to do on the other side of it is chances are going to be a little bit different, but I feel so grateful that you know, I have role models now in my life. And I know that that's something that you talk about in the book too, the um, soul support posse. In our house, we call it the support squad. Who's your, your who's on your support squad? It, it sounds like it's the same people. You know, it's high quality friendships. It's healers and mentors. It's people that you trust and respect. So it's filling in your community. It's making sure that you have the people who can catch you Sometimes when suck happens so much that you're just not quite sure if you're going to bounce back, you know, when you have those people to really help you um, and reflect to you, you know, how powerful you are and how all of these things are temporary. This is not your forever. This will not be forever, especially if you choose for it not to be forever. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm also so grateful that, you know, people that I have people like you in my actual community, my life for sure. And that people like you take risks in Mm. putting your work out into the world, like in the form of a book and, and shouting it from the rooftops, you know, Mm -hmm. here's your blueprint. This is going to help you. Um, and so thank you for sharing all of this with us. And I'll kind of round us out here with a question that you are probably not anticipating. Okay. So you chose the words that sucked. Mm-hmm. Do you know where the term suck comes from? <laughs> I actually don't know where the term suck comes from. Please, please enlighten me. No, you know, and I might be like manufacturing this like total urban diction- dictionary style. Um, but okay. I'm pretty sure it comes from suck a dick. <laughs> Kind of like that blows, which is blowjob, like blow. Uh, and it. so, uh-huh. and so uh-huh. I was thinking, you know, when I was scheduling this with you, I was like, I wonder if Nita's thought about the fact that, you know, she doesn't think that she's got all that much in common, maybe with my brand, but she did name her book that sucked. <laughs> You know, like when someone says suck a dick or like that sucks or, or that blows, it's kind of like in the same category or like calling right, someone a jerk. Oh, it's so true. I yeah. didn't even realize that. That blows. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to go from this and go to Ajit and be like, oh, guess what? Of course, Alexa shared this with me, but you know, it's a common phrase that doesn't necessarily only mean, but the rest of the sentence is, well, that sucked a dick. <laughs> Next thing you know, Nita will be hosting blowjob classes. Um, there you so go. It's a part of her now what? And, and that'll be, yeah, that, that maybe the new hashtag could be that didn't suck. 
Yeah, it could, it, it could be, it very well could be. And I had a moment to, I'm like, Alexa, your cheesy sense of humor. Don't bring that up on the call. You're going to make me the blush. She's going to be like, oh my gosh, I have to rename the book. It means suck a dick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it's perfect because people, people understand what it means. And I love the fact that you use kind of the, you know, because I remember from the story at your book launch where you were like, they were telling me to rename it. And you're like, they were. no, <laughs> this is the, what, this is what resonates with me. And I think for so many people too. Well, what's so funny, and I can share this with your audience. Um, it, so I, I, I don't know, I've done so much press over the last three months, you already know. And it's funny when you're on kind of like the news station, um, some people won't even say like, suck. They'll say, all right, and we have author here of now what? Uh, how to <laughs> or when they say that sucks, they'll start like giggling and laughing and chuckling. And I'm like, really? You can't just say that sucked on national TV? It's, it's that taboo to say that sucks. But I thought that was really interesting because, yeah, it does. Yeah, because those people's minds just go there. Oh, yeah. Because those people, <laughs> they, they, in their head, they're going, that sucked a big day. <laughs> But you know, in my world, sucking a big dick or small dick or any kind of dick is celebrated. You know, this is a different kind of celebration. So this is a full celebration. So yes, we're going to, we're going to celebrate all of, all of the sucking. For sure. In every way. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, again, my last little cherry on top here. I know so many people who are in my personal community, because I know that you're on tour now and you're speaking to lots of different kinds of types of community. Some of the suckiest mm-hmm. shit that's happened in my life, that's happened in my family's lives, that's happened in, um, you know, what I saw growing up, a lot of it had to do with sex, love, and relationships. Yeah. The most, like my accumulated, accumulative, or cum, just cumulative suck, mm-hmm. it all, most of it falls under the category that is heartbreak and loss in that regard. And so um, I know that people in my audience will truly benefit. You know, I know it's a little bit different to maybe some of the others that you're speaking to. Um, but I know that so many people in my audience have a growth oriented mindset that they, they want to live better, love better, be in relationship that feels good and all of that. And a part of a part of how you're going to get to do it better. All of you who are listening is really by embracing the sack and um, cultivating partnership within yourself. And then of course, with the people that you love, your romantic partner to be able to lead each other through it, to help each other through it. And so again, thank you so much for sharing with me, for coming on to my simultaneous podcast, Instagram live. (laughs) I love, I love that you're doing it. You're going to have to give me all the details. Um, thank you you so much for having me. Hopefully I remember the details. So (laughs) hopefully I know what I did here. So much fun. So So before we, before we, I officially hit end on the things. Where can people get the book, which I don't even know if we've officially said she's a book. We've mentioned she's on tour, but we haven't said, okay, this is the book. Um, where do they find it? That sucked. Now what.com. All right. Yep. That sucked. Now what.com. You could actually get it. Um, you could actually get it also on Amazon as well, but that sucked. Now what.com. And you can grab all of the bonuses. I'm actually going to put it down here as well. That sucked. Now what.com and it comes with two additional bonuses it comes with 
a 44-page guide to help you start the process of healing. So you can actually do it for yourself. You can do it with um, other partners. And it's always great to do it with your soul support, Bossy. So your SSC. Uh, And it comes with a five-day healing journey. And we start with healing relationships first. So it starts with relationships and there. Um, And the biggest one is relationship with you. So grab the book. Grab the audiobook, grab the Kindle, grab it for a friend. So good. Thank well, you so much, Alex. I currently, well, as soon as they arrive, I'll have 10 and they'll be given out as gifts for a while. So <laughs> amazing. Of course, of course. Nita, I love you. I love the work that you're doing in the world. Keep going, girl. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.